Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. These are the MMA Minutes. I am Sean Anderson. Alongside me is Danny Gutierrez. What's going on, Sean? How are you doing? I'm doing good. Oh, you know man. What? I can't wait for this. This, is, I'm this is an exciting time for MMA. It's been a, it's been a fun week. It's yeah. been a fun week. Yes, it has. After what we went through last week where we were kind of bummed out about 205, now we're, uh, now we're good. It's, and It's 205 on steroids now. And, hold on, and... I won in predictions. <laughs> I went four and one. You went three, three and, two. and two. I finally got a win on you. That was a close second. That was a close second. But hey, yeah, well, I think the big one was Trinaldo versus Paul Felder. It, well, it was the only <laughs> if one you're not first, you're last. That's how it is. Well, and there's only two of us picking, so I was one, you were two. Uh, but yeah, no, Trinaldo beat why Paul you? Felder, and that's the one I picked. Uh, that was the only one we picked differently. Uh, and that was a very good fight. That was a very that was a hard fought fight on both ends. And Francisco Trinaldo just got that kickboxing background, like I said, and he was very technical and very tactical. Mm -hmm. He countered Felder very well, and he actually opened up a cut, which is what stopped the fight. It was a very competitive fight, but you could see that Francisco Trinaldo was getting the better of him in the striking, and he was mixing it up well in the clinch too. And that was that was very impressive to me too, because Felder's very strong in the clinch, mm -hmm. but. Trinaldo was just the master that night, and he he uh, opened up a cut on uh, Felder's over Felder's r right eyebrow. Was it was it his left? Mm -hmm. or his, it was a nasty cut, and that's what stopped the fight. Yeah, and we also got the spicely Santos one wrong. We both picked uh, Santos and uh, spicely got the the spicely rear naked was choke very there. dominant in that mm -hmm. wrestling, like I said he would be. And also not really surprising dominance here, but you know cyborg was cyborg. Yeah, you know what? I was giving uh, uh, Lena Landsberg the benefit of the doubt. But I don't know she why just, she just well because she does have an extensive kickboxing background like Trinaldo. I figured that that something like that would be the Danny, X factor. Danny, newsflash, it's cyborg. <laughs> yeah, it is cyborg. It's cyborg. It is cyborg. <laughs> uh, so but it, this is MMA, Sean. And but, anything could happen in this sport. But it's Look like at Michael Bisbing and Luke Rockhold. Okay, okay. But also, it's like she's kind of in Fedor territory right now. Where for like, now, when Fedor was on his run I would before argue he more ran that into she's, Fabricio. She, uh, yeah, true, true. But I would argue more that she's more in a uh, Barao's territory because Barao lost his first oh, yeah, fight. He's, yeah, he's not touching Fedor. Went I'm not on this he's Fedor. crazy she is touching win Fedor. streak. Only to meet TJ Dillashaw, but before yeah. that, he looked like a sniper in there. Yeah, no, I'm not saying she's. I'm saying it's a Fedor esque run. I'm not right. saying she is like right. she's, she's, she's very doing dominant. the run of Fedor. She's yeah. extremely dominant. Yeah, because yes. Fedor was beating the best of the best, and mm -hmm. Cyborg is is kind of picking off, picking off the week right now. For now, it's kind of it's kind of like kind of feeding the sheep to the wolves kind of thing. But I mean, I'm I feel, excited. I, I feel, I'm excited too. I feel like that they should. Uh, establish a weight class revolving cyborg yeah we we're, we talked about the featherweight division and, mm -hmm. and uh, i think holly used to box at one uh, 145 and she, she did kickboxing at 145 and she so. was successful too in both yeah in both she was careers. successful yeah extremely uh, successful so, and i don't think we'll ever see the ronda fight even though they both say they're interested but i doubt that's going to happen but we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens with cyborg but one of the i would say the baddest woman on the planet right now because ronda hasn't come back our last memory of Ronda is getting knocked out by Holly Holm. Right. So I would probably say Cyborg is the baddest woman on the planet right Cyborg now. Cyborg or Amanda Nunez. And there's still some pr cr dude, pretty crazy dude. girls in Bellator. They got Marlos Conan over there in Bellator, who's a longtime veteran. Danny. You got some girls in Invicta. Danny, stop. <laughs> what? You're giving people credit, but you're not giving Cyborg credit. <laughs> I'm, give, I I'm absolutely you're, giving Cyborg credit. I've been watching Cyborg ever Cyborg, since she beat up Gina Carano. It's, and right, that was that was a demolishing. Right now, in women's MMA, 
It's Cyborg and Joanna John Jacek, and it's one two. Joanna John Jacek is it, another it, strong champion. It's one two right there, and it's and I don't think it's there's there's a lot of people that like fighting right, for that. But we're never gonna see a Joanna versus Cyborg. No, but that's why that's why it's always gonna be one two until one of them loses. Right. So and we'll segue we'll segue into that because Joanna John Jacek is gonna be on UFC 205. Yes, yeah, she is. And let's talk about this because last week when we talked about this. Uh, you know, we were, we were. I was down because you know there was no Conor McGregor, there was no Chris Weidman, there was no basically no New York fighters. And then when we come back, we have the Eddie Alvarez Conor McGregor fight. We have the Joanna Janjacek and Christina Kalvokevich fight. Tyron we Woodley versus Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. Well, we we knew that one, that fight was happening, but like the fights that were added after we That's did three title fights. There's three title at fights in Square Garden. But 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 looking at this, what we what's been added since we last talked about this was Alvarez McGregor, Joanna Jacek versus Carolina Kovalkevich. The most the most uh, syllables in in a fight I think <laughs> I think ever. Uh, then the Weidman Romero fight Hooked was added, phonics, and folks. and my boy Habib is taking yes, on Michael he is. Johnson. He's taking so, on. I was just about to say that that's a nasty fight. That so, that right there is a the number one contendership fight, no doubt about it. Well, so many fights are happening, and. and and I, I want to get to the fights first before we get to, you know, is Khabib getting, you know, screwed over? Is Jose Aldo getting screwed over? I want to get to the fights first. So, so you know, I'm not saying predictions now, but, but look. You don't have to tell me twice. But, Let's but, get to the fights. But, but quick predictions or, or, or <laughs> quick, quick kind of looking at this. Look at the three title fights and what do you think is going to be the most entertaining out of these and, and I'm just saying actual fight-wise because we know the most entertaining promotion-wise is going to be McGregor. Cause All it's three McGregor's matchups are amazing. All six fighters mm-hmm. bring something to the table that is just immaculate. So Carolina and uh, Joanna are amazing strikers. They're both very amazing strikers. They're, Joanna's more of an, an aggressive Muay Thai fighter, whereas mm-hmm. Kovalkiewicz is a more tactical counterfighter. And that's pretty interesting because Joanna Zinjajek is very good at her timing. She's very she's very good at setting up counterfighters the way TJ Dillashaw did it against Henan Barrow. Henan Barrow is more of a counterfighter, and you saw that in his last fight um, and uh, against Felipe Nover. Mm-hmm. And he was countering a wrestler who was trying to aggress him and... The other matchup that I'm very excited for is uh, Tyron Woodley versus Stephen Wonderboy Thompson because that's the classic karate kickboxer versus wrestler. And it's a classic one-two. We're finally, finally getting a well, and kind of Joanna and and Carolina is is kind of the one-two matchup, but you know Claudia is actually the number one contender. But the the actual number, you know, the champion taking on the the number one contender is is Woodley Thompson. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a very that's a very good fight. That's another interesting fight. You got the Sambo Master versus the Lightning Quick. Fast and powerful Michael Johnson. He just knocked mm-hmm. out Dustin Poirier when his back was up against the wall, losing two fights in a row. That was that was that was very impressive from on Michael Johnson's part. This is going to be a very competitive fight. I, I I'm I'm really excited. I'm I'm wondering how they're going to make three title fights work because you know Weidman and Romero. I know I know that they, they do have striking power, but both of them mainly wrestlers. Mm-hmm. So we might see that on the ground. Usually, when it goes to the ground, you know we might not see we may not we might not see a finish a unless pe- they get a neck right or or they. Or you know, Choke or, or a mount position where they can they can really ground a pound here. Cerrone Gastelum, if Gastelum takes advantage, Gastelum isn't that much of a finisher. Obviously. Gastelum has potential. He does, and but Gastelum's ever improving. But 
Donald Cowboy Cerrone's nasty at welterweight. He looks like a monster at welterweight. So I think I think really that you know if if we look at the six fights that would possibly be on the main card, if they do six fights on the main card, they might do five since there are three title fights. You know we might have Naraga Madoff versus Johnson, where if Khabib takes advantage there, he's gonna be taking Johnson to the ground because that's where Khabib works. And you know Khabib, the way he works, he he gets thirty five percent of his fights finished by decision, and, and Johnson's a, a tough guy to finish there. I think only Nate Diaz is the only guy to finish him. So we might see a decision there you know Gaslam if he takes advantage he, we might see a decision there wide Romero Romero we might see a decision there you want to John Jacek and Carolina both people who take you know their, their fights long I know it's gonna be five and this is gonna be the first time that Carolina goes five and Woodley I know he just got that lightning quick knockout on um Robbie Lawler, on Robbie Lawler but but then again you know Wonderboy how, how dangerous he was him and Rory went to a five-round fight we might see a ton of decisions, and this might be going over. And one problem that they did have where they did do three title fights on a card was, I think, UFC 33. And that went over the a lot of time where they were able to broadcast, so they had to cut it short. What do you think they're going to do here? Because do you think they're going to, you know, do you think we're going to get fights starting at noon? You know what? That's a very good. That's a very good point. However, um, because this is loaded, this is this, this is, is a loaded. very stacked card. This is a really loaded card, like you said. And I don't know about you know noon, what? but like maybe three. You know what? When they had when they had an event in Japan, I believe they had two title fights, but I do remember I, I don't remember if they had one or two title fights, but I remember the main event was a title fight, and they had about six or seven uh, fights bouts on the main card that mm-hmm. did not include the prelims, so they could start it and then just r- run it on later. Yeah. However, at that time, the UFC had that thing where they were starting an hour earlier, and then they went back to nine o'clock prime time on Saturdays. Yeah. They said that that really helped them out, so they could they could reschedule it, like you said. Maybe not necessarily till noon, like you said, but yeah. maybe maybe uh, cut back an hour, start an hour earlier at eight o'clock or seven thirty, something like that. Of course, you're of course you're gonna have the uh, the guys on the prelims on F on uh, FS1 or something like yeah. that. And there's a ton of great fights on the prelims, anyways. So it's it no matter no matter what you're winning, no matter what you're winning. So right. I, I think the UFC will maybe start an hour earlier or something like that. What I want to ask is 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 this the greatest UFC card ever? Does this beat 100? So far, so far, yes. On this paper, beats 100. Yes, this on paper this beats 100. And 200. The 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 the, the one that was on paper. So not the one that we actually got. So right. like with Jones Cormier, with Brock, does it beat 200 too? Because 200 didn't happen the way it did, yes, okay. it beats 200. I, I, I'm in agreement here. Just because you have McGregor, you have the biggest star in the sport here, and I'm, I'm, not, a, I'm not a big oh, fan. Oh, did you see the press conference? It was a McGregor show. Even the fans were cheering on McGregor. Well, why wouldn't it be? The fans were calling out the champions. <laughs> the man's, that, that, when does that happen? He's got a gift. He's got a gift. <laughs> he's got a gift. And it's I mean, like gravity. He just pulls everything towards and, him. And even the great thing with Jeremy Stevens, where Jim, Jeremy Stevens is like, I'm knocking people out. I'm happy Connor, that he did that. I'm very happy that I'm, he did that because Jeremy it. Stevens is the, is the dark horse, I believe, at Featherweight, other than guys like Max Holloway and Frankie Edgar, who Dude, he just Stevens, so happens to be fighting. Stevens got Burned. Stevens got burned. Are you serious? Well, he's got he's he's, he's, got, he's gotten ran over. All right, so he got he's, no, he got beat up by Charles Oliveira. No, but I'm talking in that press conference because he's oh, like because he's oh, like okay. you know I, I see, I, I see. I'm the guy mowing down you know people at 145 and this guy is barely finishing people. Evan McGregor not even turn around. He's just who's like, that, who guy? Is that guy? Who is that guy? And then McGregor <laughs> just goes on. He's like like I Stevens. I mean 
he he got his name out there, but I think he got his name out there in the worst way possible. But anyways, true. Um, but he got his name out there. No, no publicity is bad publicity. Yeah, it, and everybody got a little, except for Calvin Gastelum. But everybody got a little bit of publicity in this press conference. Romero didn't get a question either. I think no. I think Weidman got one question. But really, what I what I do want to ask is that what I was kind of alluding to is that Alvarez and McGregor is the fight that's made for the light uh, the lightweight belt. Uh, Connor's going to be keeping the featherweight belt, and Dana says he's going to have to drop it. After uh, the fight, one one of the belts after the fight, Said no matter what, have to drop a belt. We don't necessarily yeah. know if that. Well, and this is also depending on if he wins, right? Because uh, Eddie Alvarez is definitely a capable fighter if he's still lightweight champion and was a former oh, light, lightweight champion in Bellator. Uh, absolutely. But the thing that I want to want to say is is I know this is the matchup that needed to be made because you know you're going to bring in so many people with a, with McGregor fighting for another belt. Uh, but the thing that kind of you know pisses me off is is the thing that McGregor won his belt. And a and 13 hasn't second knockout hasn't defended it yet, and you kind of said that Jose Aldo was kind of being a prima donna, and and I, and I want to kind of you know fight this and say that he was promised after he beat Frankie Edgar that he would get a shot at Connor. Right. Connor's had two fights since. Right. He's got two fights scheduled now since because he had the the DS fight at 202, and now he's got this one uh, against Alvarez, and he's been promised so many times that he will get this shot at McGregor. But, and he hasn't gotten it yet. And he hasn't gotten it yet. And, and then you were saying, you know, he's got to defend his interim belt. Right. Why Why do that? He's been promised McGregor, and then if he goes out and loses, he's not going to get McGregor because he's already on a losing streak. He's because gonna be of the fact that I still believe that Max Holloway should be given a shot at UFC Gold because why, he is. Why shouldn't it. Jose Aldo? Because I don't know. He was undefeated for ten years as the longtime champion of the featherweight division. He was arguably the greatest featherweight of all time. And I'm not saying I don't want to see that fight either because I do want to see that fight. I just think Jose Aldo's a little bit out of line saying he wants to quit the UFC, How? release his contract. That's a little bit. He of, was promised something and hasn't gotten. That's it. a little bit obsessive. If you went to work, not obsessive, like, but that's a little bit. If if you went to work and they're like, "Hey, Danny, we're gonna give you a raise no matter what, no matter what happens, you're gonna get a fifteen dollar raise no matter what happens. You're gonna get, you're gonna, you know, we're gonna give you your own break room." And then you go in and they're like, "Yeah, no, we're not, we're not doing that." I'd be pretty bummed myself. Bummed, I'd be extremely, or would you be? I, I'd be a little like, bit more than bummed. Yeah, would you like the president nice of your here. company coming up and be like, "Hey, you're gonna get a, you're gonna get this big raise. And, you know, we're, we're really excited for this." And then they're like, "Oh yeah, no, we're gonna give it to, we're gonna give it to Joe Schmo over there just because, just because he's." Got got a bigger name and even though i don't think i don't think even eddie Alvarez has a bigger name he's just got a title he's just got, he's got title. something that mcgregor has uh well if that's the case then it's just an interim title and he should defend it regardless because that's what you do with titles you defend them and you prove that you that you are the holder of that title so yeah. that's why i believe that jose aldo should defend his title because jerome max blast holloway has earned his shot at you at ufc gold but He's an interim title. That basically means you are next in line. You're next in line. So what's the point of having an interim title? Why don't you just make him the champion? We're going to see after. McGregor hasn't defended his belt. You're right. We're going to see what happens. But We're going to see what happens. But but come on. This is Dana White who promises so many things. Uh-huh. Do you think Connor, if he wins, do you think he's actually going to be dropping this belt? Because we've seen Connor fight four times this year if he does, if he does make it to this fight uh, against Eddie Alvarez. It's going to be four times this year he's been a completely active champion, an active fighter. So you don't think they'd be like, okay, you know, you defend the featherweight belt two times a year. You defend the lightweight belt two times a year. There you go. We'll have Conor McGregor four times in a year on on pay-per-view. A two-weight world champion. 
You don't think they could sell that? You don't think they'd be like, yeah, that sounds oh, really can, nice. They could absolutely you don't sell th- that and make money off that. It's it's, it's Conor McGregor. I'm, they could make money off Conor McGregor. Yeah, I, Conor McGregor could make money off of them. And I think they're gonna try to throw on as much onto McGregor. So right, first ever two weight uh, two weight champion, world, world champion, featherweight and lightweight. He's defending the featherweight belt, and then he's gonna go defend the lightweight belt. He's the greatest champion of all time. Another. You don't think they're gonna they, sell it like that? They could. They absolutely could, but... You think he wins this and he's like, yeah, oh yeah, let me just I'm hand thinking. over this belt. Here are my thoughts. I believe that if, if McGregor were to drop a belt, mm-hmm. you're right, he would drop the featherweight championship Without belt. Doubt. He can't make the weight anymore. His coaches have talked about him not cutting that much weight anymore because it does a lot to him. Yeah. Also, I don't know if this is just a coincidence, but Dana White has said that Conor McGregor does have some personal issues going on. If 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 something's going on with his health that won't allow him to cut down to cut to the weight to cut to make the 145 pound weight limit, then I could see that. But we don't know, and this is just this is just a theory of mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, and I heard the, I heard the personal issues as well. But I I I, I mean he he's gonna say it he could said be that health issues. He said that Connor was gonna announce it and, right when he was ready. Yeah, and stuff that I've seen it's like well you know when he's ready well I I you know he's he's obviously has. D his his, his longtime girlfriend. So okay, I mean, that's what you're thinking. I, I'm, well, I'm, I'm not thinking that specifically, but I mean, maybe D's pregnant. Maybe maybe they're getting married. Maybe something like that. Maybe he does want to take off some time because right. you know he, he wants to you know maybe start a family. I don't know. I don't know Conor McGregor's personal life. Right. Uh, that kind of makes sense. And usually you do wait to 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 announce that to the public right. just to make sure everything's all right. Uh, I, I but and I I mean I don't know Conor's personal life again. I mean we 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 have seen two of people, his teammates have already retired. I don't think he's gonna retire. I don't think this is it. Right. I, I, I mean, that's, but I'm not saying, but one of them, yeah. one of them was because they didn't have it anymore and they lost two fights in a row. And I guess, like, mm-hmm. all right. And the other who was, uh, uh, Patty Houlihan, he, uh, has a, a blood defect, I believe. And he was in, he had to retire due to his health. So he, it could be. I think, I think if he was retiring, retiring, they wouldn't give him these fights. Because then why would you give him a fight where you could possibly win a belt and then you'll have two weight divisions if he retires that he's well, not why gonna, not go out with a bang not have a champion why not have two belts but then also if they if if it, this was his final fight they'd be marketing like this is conor mcgregor's last fight right so i i, I think it might be something i uh, maybe too as i personal. said it's just yeah. a theory we, we don't know but yeah, we, don't we don't know, know. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I I feel bad for Jose Aldo, and I, I'm feeling for Aldo too. And I also feel bad for Habib because not only did he was he promised he said a, himself a that he, right he said himself that he felt that the UFC used him as a negotiating. He signed two bout agreements to yes, fight Eddie did. Alvarez, and then he's like, oh yeah, now you're getting Michael Johnson. Like I feel like this is gambling. I, I like Habib as much as I love him, as much as I love your favorite fighter. He is my favorite fighter because <laughs> I I, lo- I love the groundwork, man. I, lo- I love the wrestling. <laughs> Uh, that he that he brings to the table, but the the thing about Aviv is I I gotta bring this up. He's beaten RDA. Yeah, he's beaten the champion, That's the former it. champion. He's only beaten RDA, mm-hmm. and I don't know how he's the number one contender. He's twenty two and zero, but he's only beaten RDA, and it's been what two and a half years since he beat RDA. So I mean, this and is, RDA's gotten better since then. And this is gambling. You're fighting Michael Johnson, who. I mean, Michael Johnson. Who can crack? Michael Johnson's He's a great training at Black Zillions under yeah. Henry Hooft with that Dutch kickboxing style. He just get off on these it, angles and he can crack. He's an insane striker, and that's what's going to hurt Khabib, Habib if, if, if Habib can't take him down because Habib can't strike. 
Habib's, Habib's, Habib's training at AKA. His striking is improving. He's training with nasty. He's, okay, he's training with Javier Mendez, who he showed Cain Velasquez that spinning back kick of doom that but landed you on ever, Travis Brown at UFC 200. I mean, so it's been two and a half years, if, but I mean, looking at look at just look at Habib the way he stands when he's right. striking. He he stands like he's like about to hug. Like he, he, it's not like he's like ready, like you know, straight up and linear. He's like ready to hug and ready to dive. It's all in. about it's, it's all about that ground game. It's all about how how, it how Michael Johnson has polished up that ground game and, at Black Zillions. And it's it's gonna be very that's gonna be a very interesting contest. I can't wait for that fight. And that's I, a sleeper fight. It, it's definitely a sleeper fight, but it, it makes me worried as a Habib fan. It makes me <laughs> it makes me definitely worried. Uh, another another bout. Well, Habib's got to make sure that he takes him down and <laughs> beats him up. You know, Michael Johnson's a good defender. That's why I'm nervous. Uh, he's got he's got to take down defense of sixty percent. So I mean that's pretty high right there. That is pretty high on uh, lightweights. But with, real quick, uh, the the last fight I do want to talk about is Tim Kennedy versus Rashad Evans because. If Rashad loses this and Rashad gets knocked out, do you think this is the last Rashad fight? Maybe he'll have a, t- a fight or two more after this. Um, but this is going to be like depends the third on how straight it, fight it, 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 that he gets knocked out. There are a couple factors that go into this. So if 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 the, if the weight – this is his first time at 185. So if the weight cut is a detriment to his fighting style, to his very aggressive wrestler-boxer fighting style, then – then yes, if he looks uh-huh. old, if he looks the way he did against Teixeira and Bader, then yes, he's. I would imagine that he would have to retire. But Tim Kennedy is coming off of a very long layoff himself. Last time he fought was uh, in 2014, 2014 against Yoel Romero, yep. and I believe that was a candidate for fight of the year. Mm-hmm. A lot of people thought that that was going to be a grappling matchup. Those two threw leather, and whoever came out on top came out on top, and that was that was the attitude going into that fight. So we're gonna we're gonna have to see. I this is a very interesting fight. Hey, I'm I'm expecting I'm expecting uh, I'm, I'm I'm expecting that Yo Yoel Romero and Chris Weidman's gonna be a wrestling. How much uh, how much uh, has uh, Tim uh, Kennedy improved since then himself? Because he's taken a long time to rest. He has. So I mean maybe maybe Rashad does look great at, at middleweight as well. But uh, let's move on real quick and let's go to UFC Fight Night. 96 it's happening yes. on Saturday October yes. 1st 2016 it's Lineker versus Dodson and uh we it's it's happening in uh, Portland Oregon so we're super excited for this one because i mean just looking at this i mean 46% finish rate from uh knockout rate uh for John Lineker 53% uh for John Dodson we are going to definitely see a war here and if this one goes to decision I'd be very I'm surprised. Be surprised. I'd be is, very surprised, but I would bet but my we, money that this doesn't go to the decision. But we also, decision. when it was uh, Rodriguez versus Caceres, we said, oh, there's no way this goes to a decision. And it went full it five went to, rounds, it went and to it was decision. an amazing fight. Yeah, so I mean, I'm definitely, I'm definitely looking forward to, to to seeing what happens. I am on, I'm, I'm kind of on a roll here. I'm on a roll. Uh, I, I got one, I got one win against you. So uh, we got, we <laughs> you're got, one and one right now. Hold on a second. <laughs> we got, we got four fights that we're gonna, we're gonna predict here. Uh, the first one that is going to be Nate Marquardt taking on Tamden McCroy. What are your thoughts on this fight and who you got winning? In? Uh, this is a very big fight. Uh, mm-hmm. Nate Marquardt was at one point in time the uh, the dark horse at the in the middleweight division. He's the former Strikeforce welterweight champion. He actually knocked out Tyrone Woodley. Yes, he did. And that was a very good fight. That was when Woodley was a basically a baby in the world of mixed martial arts, and now he grew into the welterweight champion. Um, this is going to be a very competitive fight. Tamden McRory, actually, he he's coming back of a very long layoff. He had a lot of medical issues, a lot of problems, and he hadn't fought for a very long time, for years. And he looked great uh, on his, uh, basically on his homecoming. 
Yeah. To, when he when he when he fought again in the UFC, and he just looked outstanding. He looked like he never left. So this is going to be a very interesting fight. Uh, of course, Nate Marquardt's very explosive with the striking. He's very technical striker. He's a very good kicker. And um, t- excuse me, Tendon McGrory's got some very good uh, a very good ground game. He's very strong in the clinch, and he's very long too. So he's very he he he's improved his striking in terms of distance. So I think he could utilize his distance and reach to uh, kind of nullify the explosiveness of Nate Marquardt. Mm-hmm. I believe that t- I would give Tamron McGrory the edge in this fight. It's Nate Marquardt. Really? Uh, yeah, Nate Marquardt is a very longtime veteran, but. I feel like Nate Marquardt's on his way out because he hasn't he hasn't looked himself. He hasn't looked as explosive and light on his feet as he used to. He hasn't. But 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 looking at his record here, I mean, I know obviously McCrory did deal with personal issues and you know he he fought. He's in got a very nice resume. Does Nate Marquardt? Yeah. I'm not counting Nate Marquardt out. I, mm-hmm. It sounds like yeah, it, yeah. but he's got a very very impressive record. I mean, his last loss was to Tiago Santos, who is is a, just a, a dude who can crush destroyer, like crazy. Uh, Powerful striker. He beat CB Dalloway and then lost to Calvin Gastelum. And Gastelum's, you know, now now moving. Calvin Gastelum made him quit. Yeah, and that that's when Dana made Calvin Gastelum go up to middleweight. Mm -hmm. So that was at that was at Nate Marquardt's comfort zone is where Calvin Gastelum made made Nate Marquardt quit. So. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Marquardt. I'll, I'll go against you here. I'll go with Marquardt uh, over the over the Barncat here. I, I just I don't know. I feel I, there's something about McCrory that the if fact Tandem that if Tandem McCrory can utilize his range striking, but if if Nate Marquardt gets in close, he could use that clinch and get it to the ground and fish for a submission. I know. I know he's fought twice since, but I mean, really, when when it goes 2015, 2016, 2009, something makes me a little weary. I know he's won him once since he came back, but I'll go. I'll go Marquardt. It seems like he goes back and forth on win-loss. He just came off a loss. I'll say he goes up He's just got to find his rhythm again. We'll, we'll see if he can. Uh, we'll see if Nate the Great can come back. Let's move over to the FS2 prelims. And we got a featherweight bout between number 12, Hakron Diaz, taking on Andre Touchy Feely. Feely coming off a loss against Yari Rodriguez. And Yari just knocked his lights out. And Hakron Diaz, a guy who can bang. So who are yeah. your thoughts on this fight? This and, is uh, this is a classic Nouveau and Yao versus a Team Alpha Male fight. Mm-hmm. Andre Feely's representing team, team Alpha Male, which is a, a gym of nothing but nasty wrestlers like Dry Faber, Chad Money Mendez, Joseph Benavidez, and uh, uh, Paige Van Zant. Paige Van, mm-hmm. how could I forget Paige Van Zant? So this is going to be a very competitive fight. Hakron Diaz, of course, comes from Nova and Yao and trains with guys like um, Eduardo Dantas from Bellator, Jose Aldo. Um, the list goes on and on. Henan Barrao and under Andre Pedaneris, you know he's got nasty Muay Thai. He's got very explosive technical Muay Thai, and he's got a solid Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu ground game. So Andre Philly, he's got he's he's feeling out the process of his mixed martial arts style I feel he's fought some top guys but he's come up short against some top guys but mm. when he fought Max Blessed Holloway he lost but he was getting the better of the striking at the beginning and then Holloway found his timing and just picked his shots and picked Andre Feely apart so it's going to be a very interesting fight it's going to be a very competitive fight I'm giving Hacker and Diaz I'm giving Hacker and Diaz a submission win in the third round I'll take Diaz too I'll take him I'll take him in a decision win I, I'll say I'll say where's down Feely but I wouldn't be surprised if he did finish him uh, and there's a lot of great a lot of great fights that we're not covering especially uh, on this main card we got Josh Berkman fighting but let's go to the co-main event here we got Ill Will Brooks taking on Cowboy Alex Oliveira who you got in this fight and why 
Oh, this is a very hard fight to call. Ill Will Brooks is, of course, the that's former. The, that's our job, yeah. man. We got we to gotta call yeah. him as we see him. It's it's tough. It's tough, though, because this is a very tough yeah. fight. Ill Will Brooks is improving his striking. He's more of a wrestler, but he's very mm-hmm. dominant in that facet of wrestling, especially MMA wrestling. And he looked good he, in his UFC debut. He did look good. I felt like he could have looked a little better, but, of course, the UFC jitters. But he looked good against Ross Pearson. Um he was switching stances and giving Pearson a few different looks. He, he was actually throwing a lot of head kicks and a lot of leg kicks, and he was checking a lot of kicks himself. He he, he kind of looked to kind of stifle himself in terms of the boxing because I, I believe that Ross Pearson's just very good. He's a very underrated boxer when it comes to uh, the mm-hmm. lightweight division. So Ilwo Brooks, I, if, as long as he polished up his striking in this fight, he could have the advantage because, of course, he has the advantage in the wrestling. But... Alex Oliveira is na- he's a nasty striker. When he when he was fighting a cowboy, when Cowboy was fighting Cowboy, yeah, when Cerrone <laughs> was fighting Oliveira, yes, um, Alex Oliveira was lighting him up and using his angles and picking him apart from the outside. It wasn't until Donald Cowboy Cerrone took him down and then threw on the triangle choke and choked him out was that he won. Um, so this is going to be a very interesting fight. I would. Mm. I'd take Ill Will Brooks because he's very motivated. I know he wants to fight the winner of. Uh, Conor McGregor and uh, Eddie Alvarez. It's going to be a very interesting fight. He's chasing after Eddie Alvarez. He's got a long so, way to go. Yeah, he does have a long way to go. This is a nasty lightweight division. And I'm going to go with Will Brooks too. And and this is this is my math here. Will Brooks beat Michael Chandler. Michael Chandler beat Eddie Alvarez. So that means Will Brooks is better than Eddie Alvarez. <laughs> obviously, this, this math is wrong because we obviously seen Eddie Alvarez take up a huge step in his game since he since you know 2011 when he lost to Michael Chandler. Uh, I'm taking Will, Will Brooks, though. I'll go with the Chicago kid. And I, I just feel like Will didn't wasn't himself in that in that first UFC fight, but again, it was UFC jitters. I think I think he'll be able to find find his range, and he didn't look bad against Ross Pearson. He I just agree. didn't look like himself. Uh, and and I, I think that uh, Brooks will get back to there because Brooks is such a it's such a great fighter, and, and it's tough to say like he'll 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 be like that for a while. I think I think he'll I think he'll get back into his mojo. But this is the fight we want to talk about the main his event. Mojo, <laughs> the main event here, the bantamweight fight against I think probably the the smallest bantamweights in the world. We got the, the, the most five powerful. Bantamweights in the world, arguably, five, arguably. Five three, John Lineker taking on five three, John Dotson. Who you got and why? I love both these fighters, oh, and I'll great. tell you why because they can both crack. John the Magician Dotson is quite literally the magician. Mm-hmm. The way he just dismantled uh, Manville the Anvil Gamberian was just nothing short of spectacular. And that ex- it, that that was exactly what John Dotson does is just he just gets in your face and just explodes with such such speed and accuracy. It's 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 unparalleled to humans. It's ridiculous, and that's why Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson is impressive to. Me and one of the best pound for pound fighters ever is because he beat John Dotson twice. The second time was very decisive. John Lineker, John Lineker is a tank of a little bantamweight. He's very powerful. He's got very powerful leg kicks. He's got extremely heavy hands because he knocked out My- Michael Mayday McDonald and sent Mayday going Mayday mm-hmm. into the octagon. That was nuts. That was not that I I thought that was going to be a very competitive fight. I did not think that Lineker was going to take him out that quick, and he did. He just stood in front of him, stood in the pocket, and just threw heavy leather, and it paid off. He knocked out Mayday McDonald, who's a very who's a very underrated mm-hmm. bantamweight. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be a very this is going to be a very explosive fight. 
I don't think this fight's going to go to a decision. They're giving God, they're they're giving five rounds. God, I don't think this fight's going to go five rounds. I would I'm you know what I'm going with the underdog here. I'm going to take John Lineker because of the fact that I believe that he he could he I believe he could weather the storm. I believe he could he, if he could weather the storm and utilize that takedown and utilize that aggressiveness and utilize those leg kicks to stifle the movement of John Dotson. And the power of John Dotson, I think he, I think he could get John Dotson. But John, Do- John the magician, Dotson is, is the magician, and he could pull something out of his hat in the blink of an eye and just end the fight right then and there. Whether it's a submission, whether it's a knockout, it's just John Dotson's John Dotson. But I am gonna go with the underdog because us underdogs gotta stay together, Sean. So. I'm going to go with John Lineker. What the hell, man? You're stealing my pick. I'm taking Lineker. So we're only disagreeing on one fight, and that's the Nate Marquardt fight, and I don't even feel comfortable picking Marquardt. Uh, so my, my reign at the top might you were, be over. You were giving me a certain look. I'm just like, is he, is, he, is he fishing for something? No. All right. All right. I'm picking I'm picking Lineker. Yeah, I, I I'm just picking Lineker, too. As, as fast and quick as Dodson is, and I think Dodson's going to be, when, when he does get settled in here, I think see, the, the, the thing about guys like Lineker is is it's so tough to pick against them just because how that puncher's how, chance how fierce they are that puncher's chance it, it's it's like that I always pick against Cody Garbrandt and he always makes me eat my words just because he's got that one punch motivated that one and punch undefeated in him. and and it just and he just goes through guys and it just it just humbles people and I think Lineker's got the same power maybe even bigger power than Cody Garbrandt I think he's gonna I think he's gonna knock him out and 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 I think it's going to be that Dotson's going to be too quick. I think Dotson's going to be too quick for his advantage. Dotson's going to overextend, and Lineker's going to Lineker's, Lineker's going to counter and land. Yeah, and Lineker's going to catch him. So I'll take I'll take Lineker. That uh, John Dotson's got some very quick and nice footwork. He's going to be dancing around that octagon. If he's smart, he's going to be dancing around yeah. that octagon and utilizing that movement and superior experience as well because he, he, he he's gone 10 rounds with one of the best pound pound mm-hmm. fighters ever yeah. and he went 10 rounds the full 25 minutes with with in both bouts so yeah he's 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 a journeyman not counting John Dotson out but John Lineker if he if he if his if his hand lands on that chin I think John Dotson's you, going to sleep you get the nickname hands of stone for a reason yes you do uh and and I think Lineker's gonna take it we, have, we agree on that we agree on three other fights we agree that Will Brooks is gonna win we agree that Hacker and Diaz is gonna win and we disagree that uh Nate Marquardt is going to to beat up McCrory. Nice little game here. I'll so. tell you what. When the holidays come around, if you, if if you if we'll start I'll keeping tell you track. What, How about yeah. this? We'll, we'll start keeping track. Right now we're one and one. Okay, because right. I don't I don't remember. I, you'll probably have more wins that than that. <laughs> but we'll say we'll say you're one and one. Uh, I, I I won the what fight night uh, ninety six. I think. And then what was the one previous before that? Uh, was it two two o three? It was two o three. You won two o three because I picked so so many picked fights wrong. Uh, uh so you, we're one and one right now. And and by the end of the year, we'll see who actually wins. I'll buy you a Christmas gift if you're right by the end of the year. If you we'll, have more, if your poll's more impressive than mine, we'll 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 decide on something. We'll we'll get this going and we'll decide on something. But that's gonna wrap up this episode of the MMA Minutes. Thank you so much for listening. If you're listening on SoundCloud, we appreciate it so much. And if you do, if you want to share it, then share it. Uh, if you want to, if you want to throw a like on it, then throw a like on it. We'd appreciate it so much. Uh, but we're just doing it for the fun of it because it's fun talking about MMA here. One more thing before I do leave, uh, Total Fight Challenge is having another fight at the Willowbrook Ballroom, so you, if you are in the Willowbrook area, stop by. It's going to be some great fights in the... What day? Today. Today. <laughs> today, September 30th. Okay. 
So September 30th at the Willowbrook Ballroom, uh, if you do want to check that out uh, in, in any... Uh, what time does it start? It, uh, doors open at 7 o'clock. All right. So we're, this is probably going to go up at 2, so you got five hours to get to Willowbrook, <laughs> people. Uh, but that's going to wrap it up for Sean Anderson. Danny, thank you for joining me, as always. Oh, I'm loving it. every minute of it. Thank you so much.